Hi, I'd like to welcome everybody back to Spiritual Impact today. I'm Associate Pastor Steve Rose, and normally I'm joined by my pastor, Tim Parton. But today I have a special guest in the studio with me, and he's our church ambassador, and that's uh, Bob Bradley. So, Bob, would you like to tell him hello this morning? Good morning, folks. <laughs> it's great to be here on the program, and of course it's great to be serving a great God that has been so, so good to me. Uh, he's blessed me in so many ways I couldn't begin to tell you. So it is great to be here, Steve, and, and it's great to be a part of uh, Abundant Life Worship Center and Brother Tim Parton. So I'm glad to be here this morning. Yeah, I'm glad to have you here. Uh, we're going to talk about today, uh, I'm going to call it an issue of faith. Now, the Bible's going to call it an issue of blood at first, <laughs> but I believe it's an issue of faith because I'm going to talk today about the woman who had an issue of blood, and I'm going to talk from Mark chapter 5, verse 24. And there's some things that we see here in talking about doing things by faith, and there's several things that she did. First of all, she heard. She heard about Jesus. And then she said, she said, I know if I can but touch. And she did. She went out and she put her faith into action. And then it says she received from God. And then it says she testified about what God had done. Right. So that's what we're going to be talking about this morning. And we're going over to Mark chapter 5 and verse 24. And Jesus went with him, and much people followed him and thronged him. And certain women, or a certain woman, which had an issue of blood 12 years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had and was nothing better, but rather grew worse. Now this woman was in a bad shape because she had tried everything this world had to offer to try to help her with this problem, but it hadn't helped her. But I like this. Here come the promise. We've got promises in the Word of God that how Jesus can touch us and He can heal us and He can deliver us. But it says here, Jesus was walking through and the people were thronging Him. Now, I want to make sure that people understand what thronging means. To throng somebody means they're basically they're reaching over and they're grabbing and tugging on Him. Mm -hmm. so, and there's a lot of people. There's a crowd around Him. So He's walking through the crowd that day and people are tugging on Him and pulling on Him. And, but there was one woman there who was a little bit different from the rest of that group there that day. But in verse 27 it says, When she had heard of Jesus came in the press, but she had heard. Now where do we hear today? Where do we get the Word? Where do we hear about Jesus? You hear the Word from, uh, well, first of all from the, from the Word of God, the Bible itself. Absolutely. But I think today that we live in a world where a lot of people don't read anymore as far as sitting down and reading books. Some do. But most people read the lives of people that claim to be saved by the grace of God. Mm -hmm. You're right. They, those people, just like you and I, we're an open book. Mm -hmm. And uh, they, they watch our lives. Absolutely. I just went through an experience, and I'm not going to go into that much, but I had a guy on Facebook come on. And he made the statement, and I'd never heard of this guy before. He's on Facebook. And he said, You're a godly man, and, and I've been watching your life, and other people are watching your lives. And he said, God will bring you through this situation. 
And it just floored me that somebody would say that because he'd been watching my life and I've never met the man. So we're an open book. Absolutely. For these people. But can I back up just a minute here on, on what you were talking about, this woman with the issue of blood here? Uh, if you have never sit and watched, and, and most of us have, I'm sure, and experienced and been through the experiences of watching someone suffer through sickness mm -hmm. and through, through the things that they go through. I have several times, and I'm telling you to, to sit and watch someone go through a sickness or through a disease or something like that, and you really care about that person, it hurts you inside as much as it hurts them that you can't do nothing about it. But in these situations, we can do something about it because we've got something that we can tell these people about Absolutely. and a person we can introduce them to that can take care of those problems. Yep. And so you're getting to the next part, I really the last part, you're getting into what I think right there, you're getting ready to touch on something that we're going to touch on here in just a minute. It says that when she had heard Jesus came in the press behind. So now she had heard about Jesus, and I'm sure she'd heard about all the things that Jesus had done, because we know that Jesus is the Word. It says, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So here the Word was coming, she had heard about Him. But it says here, but she went through and it says, came in the press and touched the hem of His garment. Well actually, right there, I, I looked at that, you know, I'd always taught the hem of His garment. But I was looking at King James, I never found that she touched the hem of His garment, but it says, he touched his clothes or touched his garment. But I did find here in Luke chapter 8 verse 44, it says, came behind him and touched the border of his garment. And immediately her issue of blood staunched. The border of the garment translate zit zit. That is a part of this prayer shawl that they wore. Now the prayer shawls we have now seem to be a little bit shorter than they was then. The zit zit, which is the corner, and the zit zit represents a certain thing. It represents the name of God. It represents the fullness of God's promises. And there's seven white strings and one blue string. And the blue string is called the servant thread. And that's symbolic of Christ. But the number eight, there's eight total, is the number of new beginnings. So when she got ready to touch the hem of his garment, touch the zit zit of his prayer shawl, then she was getting ready to be changed forever. But now, if that garment was that long, chances are we've always looked and seen her come through and touch the hem of his garment, but she was probably on her hands and knees pushing through the garment to reach out to be able to touch the zit zit of his garment. But it said, when she heard Jesus came in the press, she reached through and touched his garment, for she said, here again, she heard, she did, she said, if I may but touch his clothes, I shall be whole. That's talking about faith right there. She mm -hmm. needed that point of contact right there. She says, I know that if I can get through this crowd and I can touch the border of his garment, if I can touch the zit zit of his garment, I will be made whole. And when you get in there, verse 29 says, And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up when she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And I think what you was getting ready to get into is the final part right there. But it says, And when Jesus, immediately knowing himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? 
Okay, but yeah, mm -hmm. uh, I wanted to get into that, but there's something else I wanted to get into. Okay. Something I was sitting and, and thinking about as I read this. If you read, it says she went, well, you read it there a few minutes ago, that she had spent 12 years. Mm -hmm. She spent all she had, and everything that she had, she had given, and was no better. Right. Now, there are people, and, and we live, I believe, in a world, uh, this issue of blood was something that made them unclean. Mm -hmm. She recognized that she was unclean. She recognized that she had this issue of blood. Mm -hmm. But she had went through 12 years of trying to get that fixed and couldn't do it. Have you ever talked to anybody that's went through that much time? Now, my wife went through, well, she's been sick. she had been sick for probably 10 years. Mm -hmm. And she got to the point that she said, I'm not spending any more money on doctors because they can't do nothing to help this. You ever talk to people that have, have said, well, I've went to church, I've tried to do this, I've tried Absolutely. to do that, and I just can't get nothing out of it. I just don't trust the Lord anymore. Mm -hmm. But this woman never gave up. That's right. She realized she was unclean and she wanted to do something about it. Mm -hmm. And if you realize that you're a human being that is in sin, whether you like to accept it or not, there's only one way you're ever going to get that changed. That's absolutely right. And that's through hearing the Word of God. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Mm -hmm. And see, when you look at that, again, she did. She'd been through there for a long time. But that's where we've talked about too on the show about perseverance. Just because she's going through something a long time. And some of you may be facing something that you faced a long time. But the one thing is you've got to persevere. Believe by faith. Trust Him. Because He said, and a promise in His Word where He cannot lie, says that He'll never leave you or forsake you. You know, through all the troubles and trials you had to face. You know, God was still faithful in those things. He was still there with you. And you know, it's, it's heartbreaking to see those things. But you know, there's only one place we can go for the comfort that we need, and the comfort that we need is through the Holy Spirit of God. Faith is something that unless you have experienced it, people that have never experienced faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. I've had doors shut in my face where I tried to witness people. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And... It, most of the time when you run up on somebody that has never experienced, they don't trust anyone, they don't trust the Lord Jesus Christ, they just don't believe. I've had them tell me that's garbage, but they used other words to describe it. And it's because maybe they've had some bad experiences. Maybe someone that they were reading their lives, watching in church, uh, had a bad experience with that and, and they had got to the point that 
faith is something that's really hard to, to work with. Mm-hmm. Well, let it, me ask you about that. You made that statement there, and that's it's very important. But do you think that maybe the reason that they don't trust God is because they really wasn't watching God? They were really looking at that person as the source of their faith. Could that be the problem rather than... It could be, but they're, they're, they're watching that person that claims to be saved, mm-hmm. claims to be a Christian. And I've heard you and, and Pastor Tim and other people say, and, and pastors uh, all through all my life, because I've been a pastor, but I've heard them say that if you don't watch what you say, if you don't live what you, what you say Absolutely. you are, then that's going to have a very negative effect on the people that you're trying to reach. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and so there are people today that, that, like this woman, some of them recognize that they've got a problem, that they've got a sin problem, but they are so wrapped up in it that they just can't seem to take hold of that faith. Mm-hmm. And I think that too, when you come back, you know, you got the lust of the flesh, the pride of the eyes, and, and all those things. Uh, do you think that pride may be one of the reasons? Because I've noticed that in churches, a lot of times when you give altar calls, you'll have a great mess, and you know God's speaking to somebody. God's wanting to change a life. God's wanting to set somebody free. And you know, and I, I've been in places where you can see conviction on people. I mean, you know they're under the convicting power of God, but you know, I can't go back there and pull them out and go, you need to come up and repent because that's where the Spirit of God, it says, you know, the Spirit of God has to draw men, women, and children unto them. And when the Spirit of God draws, then we know it's the right thing to do. But I think pride so many times is one of our biggest problems today in our churches because they don't want to admit it. And I'm going to tell you, the Word says that we all fall short of the glory of God every day. It's by the blood of Jesus Christ that we're made whole and we're fit for the kingdom of heaven. Pride is, uh, pride is a lot more powerful than, than people want to accept and realize. Pride is something that will eat you alive if you get to the point that you allow it to possess your life and, and, and to control you. Mm-hmm. And the only person that can change that is the Lord Jesus Christ Himself. And if you don't completely give yourself to the Lord, then you're, you're not going to be able to take a hold of that faith. Mm-hmm. And the Bible, the Word of God says, and this should be for every born-again believer or person that says they are a Christian. Uh, the Word of God tells us that it is impossible to please God without faith. That's right. Sure does. And, and so, this woman had faith. Uh, she probably came to the point at, at some time that that she was very disappointed in all these doctors because she had lost everything. Mm-hmm. But there's something else that, that we read between the lines here that I think this woman uh, may have had that kind of an attitude, but at the same time, I'm sure that somewhere along the way she had been hearing about these miracles that Jesus was Absolutely. performing. And I just wonder if she didn't think in her mind, well, I need to see that. I need to see that for myself. I need to make sure that, that, that what they're saying is true. And when she got out where Jesus was, and she saw all of these people 
that are thronging Jesus. And, and I believe that, that the Holy Spirit just spoke to her and filled her heart with faith. And she said, if I could just touch the hem of His garment. And faith come to life. Huh? If, he, if He's who He says He is, I'm going to trust Him. And, and if I could just touch His garment. Mm -hmm. And she took that leap of faith. That's right. And look what happened she to her. She put her faith in action. But again, you know, again, there was a difference in that lady and all the other people that was there that day. Because it says, And Jesus, immediately knowing in Himself that virtue had gone out of Him, turned Him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? Virtue in the Word of God right there means it means power. He felt power was drained from Him. And you know, you said it right there just a minute ago when you talked about Hebrews. Without faith... It is impossible to please God. Mm -hmm. That's Hebrews 11, 6, what you're talking about right there. And it says, you know, you've got to reach out and touch Him, but you touch Him by faith. It takes faith, and Pastor said it so many times, it takes faith to appropriate and to receive the things of God. We've still got to do it by faith. But he says, who touched my clothes? He knew somebody was different. Now, right there, he knew who touched Him. I believe, every, I believe in everything. He knew exactly who touched Him that day, but he was wanting something from her. And I believe that's confession. Right. That's one of the things you're talking about right there when you're talking about sin is confession. Right. How important is confession? Uh, important, confession is, uh, is probably the most important thing in your conversion because confession is you admitting that you're a sinner. Yep. That you're lost. That you can't do nothing without Jesus Christ, and so confession to me is the most important part of my salvation. Mm -hmm. And the Word of God says, "Work out your own salvation." So confessing that first time and getting saved by the grace of God is not the only time you need to confess. Now, touch on that point. Uh, Paul said, "I die daily." Mm -hmm. What did he mean by that? He meant that he went to the Lord daily. And talk to the Lord, and Paul talked to him, I'm sure, many times. And I'm sure that Paul repented daily. And if you and I don't repent daily, and we don't talk to the Lord daily, then our days are going to go bad. Mm -hmm. Confession is something that should be done daily. Okay. I have to do it many times because I know I fail without the Lord. See, and brothers and sisters, that's an important part right there. When we're talking about this, he, and Brother Bob, you said it great. I mean, you confess every day. It's not something that's just a one-time thing. There is a confession of sin to the Lord, but you know what? We go back every day because, again, when we sin, we fall short of the glory of God every day. That means we go back. First John 1 and 9, he says, for you know, if we confess, and that's if, that's a conditional statement. If we confess our sin, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But I like that, and as you, you brought out that point right there, that you're saying, you know, confession is not just a one-time thing. It really is. It's a, it's a daily thing. There's one more point I'd like to bring out okay. here. She, she touched the Lord Jesus Christ here, and He knew it. Mm -hmm. But there are other people that are throwing Him and touching Him. And here, here's what uh, I feel like the Lord spoke to me uh, as I read this. There are thousands of people that are going to church 
and they know about the Lord, and they're trying to touch the Lord and trying to, to reach out to Him and touching Him, but they're, they're doing it for all the wrong reasons. Come on. They're Come doing on. it without faith. They're doing it for to be recognized themselves. Come on. This woman wanted to touch Jesus Christ for the healing that she knew she could give Him. Our churches are filled with people that know about Jesus Christ, but don't know Him personally. That's good. And faith uh -huh. is something that will take you to the Lord Jesus Christ personally. Absolutely. And that's Absolutely. the way you grow your faith. And see, when you talk about again, those thronging him here, but there was a difference in the touches of that day because again, they were just playing games, like you're saying right there in the churches. You're saying a lot of them are not doing it by faith or doing it for the wrong reasons. You know, you got to believe when you pray. But he said, Who touched my clothes? And it says, And the disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou, Who touched me? That'd be like you moving through a crowd and you turn to me, you go, Who touched me? And I'm be going, Bob, everybody's touching you. Why are you asking me who's touching me for? But it says right here, it says in verse 32, he says, And he looked around to see her that had done this thing. He knew exactly who had done it. I like that. You know, mm -hmm. God knows who's real and who's not. You know, people can try to, they may fool every person in the church, but you know there's one there's not fooling. And that's the Lord above. Because when he come here again, we've talked about the Pharisees. The Pharisees look good on the outside. They wanted to keep up that public appearance. But then when you look at Jesus when he came, they were all about the law and looking good in the law. But he says, listen, it's about the heart. He says, you're missing the point. He says, you're going out there. And he says, you know, you're straining at a gnat. And what they did, they actually strained... When they'd go pour wine, they'd pour it through a strainer so a gnat wouldn't get in it because if they drunk the gnat, they'd be unclean by law. Right. But he says, you're straining at a gnat and you're swallowing a camel. <laughs> he says, you're missing the point of this stuff. He says, it's been about the heart. And he always wants, and that's what Jesus wants today. He wants a person's heart. When we're talking out there, when you're watching here today, Jesus, you can look good on the outside. You may fool everybody, but you know what? There's, you're not fooling him, and it, really you're not fooling yourself either. We know whether or not we've accepted the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, but you know He loves you. And that's what we're coming to tell you today. And as an ambassador, I know, Bob, you go out there and you tell people, you know, God loves them, and He really does. He wants them to be saved by the grace of God. And I'm telling you here today, you know, I love this time that we get to spend together here on Spiritual Impact with our, the people watching us on TV. But you know what? It's nothing like getting spending time with the Lord. Absolutely. And when we're looking here, he says, again, he turned around, but he looked around to see her that had done this thing. He knew who it was. And it says in verse uh, Mark chapter 5, verse 33 and 34, but it says, the woman fearing and trembling. I like, you remember you said that? And just remember, work out your own salvation with, it says, fear and trembling. Right. <laughs> she come to him with fear and trembling, not fearful that he's going to strike her down, but you know, she had touched him. And you know, it's by, a godly fear. Yeah, and it's a godly fear. But again, by law, he'd been unclean because she was unclean. Yeah. But that's the one good thing about when somebody touches Christ, they don't remain the same. They become a new creation in Christ Jesus. So many times they would come and touch him by law that he should be unclean. But you know what? They were cleansed. Mm -hmm. So they, he was still clean because he was the Word. I like what Pastor uh, Tim Parton has said many times, and, and other people too, but Pastor Tim says this a lot. Jesus Christ never made any mistakes. Mm -mm. 
He was here for a reason. He knew she was going to be there. He was ahead of her. He was already ahead of her. He knew she was going to touch him. Jesus Christ knows that you're lost. He's already ahead of you. He's got a plan for your life. But He's not going to force it on you. You have to make that choice yourself. You have to open the door of your heart and allow Him to come in. But He's already ahead of you. He loves you enough to, that He died for you. He wants to save your soul. He wants to give you a new life. But you have got to allow Him to. He's got a purpose for your life. Yeah, Just allow Him to come in. And when you allow Him to come in, it'll be like her. He called her forward and said, knowing what was done in her, she says, and he came, or she came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. She just confessed. Yes, it was me that touched you. He knew it. But then he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole thy plague. Mm-hmm. You know, if we want to be whole from the sin plague, there's only one thing to do, and that's put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. If you'd like to do that right now, would you say this prayer with me? Father, I ask you, Lord, to forgive me of my sin and to cleanse me from my sin. Father, I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Father, I ask you to give me the gift of the Holy Spirit to lead me and guide me into truth. Father, thank you, Lord, for saving me. And Father, these things I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, one of the things the Word of God says, it says, you know, we we have to believe in our heart, but it also says we need to confess with our mouth. That means we need to tell somebody that Jesus is our Lord and Savior. And, you know, we'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to, you can email us at alwcsevereville at gmail.com. Let us know that you've accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior. We'd love to reach out and just talk to you and communicate with you. You also can visit our website at alwc, that's at severeville.com. But again, you know, Joining by TV is great and it's wonderful. But you know, I'd love to meet you in person just to shake your hand, hug your neck. And we're at Abundant Life Worship Center. We're located at 923 Dolly Parton Parkway in the beautiful city of Sevierville, Tennessee. And you can call us at area code 865-366-1173. But again, I want you to know above all things that we've talked about today, we've talked about faith. It still takes faith. What is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. While we can't see it in the physical, we still know it's there because, you know, we've seen the evidence of it. We have had prayers that which were answered. And you know, He loves you, and He's no respecter of person today. Glory be to God. That means, you know what? We're on level ground when we go to the cross. And I tell you, I praise God for that. That is a wonderful gift. You serve a God today who cannot lie. When He says He'll save you and you put your faith in Him, you know what? The Word of God says He can't lie. He'll save you. And I'll tell you, that's a wonderful thing today, isn't it, Brother Bob? And I tell you, it's been great to have you here on Spiritual Impact today. Great to be here. Great to be you, here. Hallelujah. Give us some we great insight. We serve a great God, and it's great to be Amen. saved by His amazing grace. We didn't deserve it, but He loved us. Absolutely. And I tell you, you know what you just done? You're testifying. Amen. <laughs> I tell you, that's one good thing. When we got something, when we talk about the Lord, we can testify. We'll see you next time on Spiritual Impact. God bless you. Hello, everybody. This is Pastor Tim Parton of Abundant Life Worship Center. For those of you that live in the Sevierville area, or maybe you just visit from time to time, we'd like to take a moment and invite you to come visit us 
at the church. We're located at 923 Dolly Parton Parkway right here in Sevierville. Our service times are Sunday morning at 11 a.m., Wednesday evening at 6.30. We just love sharing the Word of God. And we're just a family church, so we invite you to come grow with us. God bless. Overcome with just a little faith. We are never alone. So this battle I won't fear. Cause I can hear the sound of